Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let me bang you, I do let you bang Let me bang you, Jamie. Let me bang you, Jamie. Let me bang Greetings, Marys and Bridges. Go for Jesus. No for Jesus, people. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? Hey, welcome to a Brother MMA Roasted Podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the Ween Dog. Sup? The Joe Perez, waiting for McCorkle to come in. Greg Wilson's feeling a little under the weather, uh, so he, he won't be joining us. We got Louis Smoke on. Nice. It's going to be a fun show today. I'm excited. Uh, well, I'm actually not in the best of moods, uh, full disclosure. Um, I came home, and uh, my dog, I was outside, and I was like trying to do 500 things, like my my wife is out today. The, the, the usually we have like a nanny that watches my baby during the podcast. She's on vacation, so I got to watch the kid all day. And then I had her. I'm supposed to do Brendan Fitzgerald's podcast next, so I uh, I had the baby supposed to be at this other person at like someone else's, and then they said, "Oh, it's the kid's nap time." So then I had to like do 500 things. So I was like trying to juggle everything, and uh, and then I came home and I heard like whimpering from outside. It was my dog. I came in, he was underneath, underneath uh, a chair and he couldn't walk. So his legs are given out. He's blind. He's, he's, he's old. He's really old. So that I'm in a rough, I, I think, I don't know. I think the end is, is coming near and it's really, really rough for me. So it's uh, one of the hardest things to do in life. If you know, I don't know if you grew up with pets, but I've had pets my entire life and having to put them down or even just seeing them get old and, you know, sort of deteriorating physically. It's the hardest thing in life, yeah. you know. Especially this guy had my back during a fight. And, you know, we're just, even though he's bitten everyone I know. <laughs> and he's like the hardest dog to take care of. And he's like completely not like friendly or like trained and shits everywhere. And I wake up literally having to change my kid's diaper, stepping in dog poop. Yeah. So I still love the guy. Here he is. Uh, so hopefully... Yeah, he almost bit me just now. <laughs> yeah, my dog, my dog has back spasms, and in the middle of the night, she'll just like scream in pain. Like uh, she sounds like a crazy demon when she screams, and it's it's quite frightening when you're awoken by it. it's just like it's a pug. So pugs have like weird barks and weird growls, and they make weird noises. So it's a terrifying scream that she does at like three o'clock in the morning almost every night. So well, right I can't even, like, actually. I can't even. He, he can't even lift his leg to pee anymore. See, so he pees on himself. So I think I give him a bath every day. And my, my, my daughter, so cause she runs into the, the bathroom while I'm giving him a bath. She's like, this, does, does he want Barbies? Does he want bubbles? <laughs> <laughs> my daughter is like so funny. Um, my, my, every time she, my wife works from home and every time she's on a Zoom call, we tell 
uh, Violet, my, my baby, to go, shh, we go, shh, you know? So the other day, my wife is on a phone with like her boss and all like 10 people. She walks in front of the camera and goes, shh, to everyone on the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other morning, uh, her, her nanny took her to, took her to uh, dance class and she tells the whole class, which wasn't even true, my mommy's working, my daddy's sleeping. Oh like, my God. <laughs> so the next day everyone's like, oh, you were sleeping. Like uh, that's like the word in like amongst the, the moms and nannies. I was not sleeping, a little snitch. Oh my uh, God. Uh, Your daughter is so adorable, dude. You're so lucky that you have like a good looking child. My child is going to be so ugly, dude, because there's so much inbreeding that has gone on in my family, like on my mom's side, like the Southern side. It's just my kid's gonna come out with like five thumbs or something like that you, or four eyes. You actually know about the inbreeding? Are you you're being serious? Um, it's very likely. If you look at my mom's family tree or my family tree and go to my mom's side, they're like Southern Alabama. You know, I, I'm sure there's some white hoods in my ancestry, dude. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, there's there's gonna be some funky stuff with my child. Your, dad, your dad's Mexican. Your mom's white. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But my dad is super whitewashed. He's like, he can't speak Spanish. He just, he looks like he sells oranges on the freeway, but he is extremely whitewashed. So, but anyway, I had, I had a, a comedy show scheduled last Saturday and comedy is like therapy. That's why so many comedians right now are falling apart because really is our therapy at night. We make people laugh at night. We feel good about our lives. We give our lives purpose, meaning it's like the greatest feeling in the world. We work on our whole life for it. Now it's, you can't do it. And I told my wife, I said, uh, hey, I got booked an outdoor show. And she's like, just so you know, if you go to this show, you can't come to Christmas with the family because of COVID. Oh, no. And uh, so it was a great show. I killed. No, no <laughs> I actually canceled, canceled the show. That was, that was brutal. And then we had like, and then we're buying, we're working on buying a house. But then even that, like. I think the, the the deposit was too high. The mortgage is too high. I think my wife's too high for fucking agreeing to it. Uh, <laughs> luckily, we actually got a uh, a contractor to come and see it. And there was so many problems with the house that we actually put a deposit down for. We're getting the the, the uh, deposit back because like the, the garage didn't have electricity. It cost twenty thousand just to get in it to, to put it in there. Just all this stuff. So yeah, we're, we're we're house hunting still. Oh, so you didn't end up getting it. No, and then I, I took my wife's like I'm like listen just just so you feel better don't we were gonna like that was gonna be our, our like Christmas gifts she, she says we're not gonna do gifts this year we'll just we're gonna buy a house and oh that's gets, that's fair then she gets me a gift so now I feel like an asshole for not because I know I'll be Christmas with her family and they're like she'll give me the gift and then they'll go oh, well you get Brie and I'll see nothing and they gotta judge me I don't feel like being judged again so I actually got mad at this gift even though it was nice for her to get me a gift. <laughs> Like you, you can't say no gifts, then get me a gift. Yeah. So I think, that, I think every girl does that, by the way. So then, I, yeah. So then I'm like, listen, all right, we're not getting a house, but I'll get you, I'll get you a gift. Obviously, I'm, I'll get you a nicer gift than I would have gotten you. Uh-huh. She's like, well, I want a, a Gucci purse. How much is that? Two thousand dollars. Like, oh no. How much is got a fucking house? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna live in the fucking Gucci bag. Like, oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, this is what I'm dealing with. Anyway, so uh, the song "Cringe Ass Henry" was is a big hit. Big on, hit on the internet. Um, super happy about that. That was fun, and and like it was so funny. Even the people that we, I made because I wrote the song, and I, I Henry came to my show in Arizona, and he's a real nice guy. Like, people yeah. don't realize how nice of a guy Henry Suhino is because I was doing all these jokes about him when he was there. Like when he won, he walked around like he was five feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> 
goes into the octagon through a doggy door, you know, <laughs> like just one after he goes to the ice bath wearing floaties. I just kept hammering him oh and he was laughing at all of them, you know, and he's sitting in the front. He's, he's a really good dude. Afterwards, I'm like, hey, I got this show. I want a, a song. I want to write it for you. Like, and he's like, I'm in. I'm in. I send him the, the, the thing. And he's like, he writes back, what the fuck? He's like, this is hilarious. So I was super happy that uh, that Cejudo. Okay, here comes McCorkle. So I was super happy that Cejudo. What's up, Sean? What's up, buddy? McCork. So we were talking about, by the way, before this, we were talking about house hunting. And uh, my wife we're actually went looking for a house now. And I, like I was telling him that everything was too high. The fucking, the, the down payment, the mortgage, my wife for signing it. Uh, but right before we went to get the house, we found there was like a contractor came. So there was like $30,000 worth of stuff we'd have to do after we even got the house just to start. Uh, so we took back our deposit, yada, yada. Uh, did you have that? Say, I know you just bought a house. Did you have a problem with yeah. getting the house too? Uh, I had a problem finding one that didn't sell within 12 hours of when it was listed. Um, like, cause the housing market's so hot now. Now I'm actually selling my old house and I have no doubt I won't be able to give it away. Even though I've put $50,000 into it in the last six months. Like I know that I won't be able to, like I put all new flooring, everything you can imagine really nice to make it really nice. And I have a feeling I'll be the only one that can't give away a house right now. But yeah, the house that we bought, I literally only had, I made an offer and got accepted within 12 hours of, uh, her listing it like that's how fast houses are selling here in Indianapolis and they're selling for a time and a half what they would go for three years ago so but you can't sell yours you're the only one I haven't listed it yet I just know I won't be able to like I know I'll be the, that's how life is I know I'll be the only one who can't give a house away right now like it'll be oh. the way it is so. wow 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 so I was talking about the, the song did you, you watch the song I wrote for Henry cringe ass Henry did you see the video what was it oh yeah that was awesome man that's uh <laughs> I actually, I didn't know that uh, Henry Cejudo knew he was so cringy. Like I thought he, I like I thought he was extra cringy because he didn't know he was cringy. But uh, the fact that he goes along with it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Oh, he was like so totally cool with it. Uh, he was, it was a lot. Of, <laughs> I mean, a couple of things I had to take out because he was like, "Well, I have I have nieces and nephews. I don't want to see this stuff. It's a little too much, you know." Um, but the thing about him though is that uh, number one, like Volkanovski, who he calls out. He actually tweets out, I always wanted to be in a video. And O'Malley said it was fire. Even though he called O'Malley, <laughs> train, even the guys that, like he called out liked the video and liked the song, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, Henry's yeah. a weird, Henry's a weird <laughs> guys, you know, I, I talked to Henry and I'm like, you know, we were talking about him coming back and stuff. And he's like, he's enjoying retirement. And uh, he's like, listen, I don't know if I have it in me. I don't know if the fire's there. And like, I was like, I told him, I said, listen, man, the only one who you need who needs to know if you should come back is you. Don't go back for anybody else. But obviously you don't want to look back in 50 years like, oh, I retired in like my prime. But it's but it's you. You're the one out there. You know, and I think that a guy like him, you know, he won the gold medal in wrestling. He was a four-time state champion. He won two divisions. He's really never stopped working at that level, even if, even if you're 12 years old and you're wrestling at the level he was, that's still almost a job, even in high school to be yeah. at that level, especially and in college and in the Olympics. So if the guy wants to retire and I, I'm not saying I don't blame him. I'm just saying he, he's earned that. And, uh, you know, do I want to see him fight again? Selfishly? Sure. But I don't want to see him fight if he's not all, all into it. You know, you, you kind of have to be all in or all out in, in like the fight game. And I don't think it, I thought when I, when he first said, I, I'm like retiring, it's just, everyone thought it was like an act, but I don't think it's an act. Like I talking to him, 
I'm not really sure he really his heart's into it. How ironic is it that whether he fights again or not, it'll still be a short retirement? That's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing. But uh, it's funny, though, because I told him, I go, bro, after this song, you're going to have so many people that love you because you're making fun of yourself. And every comment was, every other comment was like, I used to hate you. Now you're my favorite fighter. Uh, oh, my God. We, uh, the world's not ready for you. We, don't, we, we like, don't deserve you. This is like, <laughs> all, he all turned them. Um, so uh, good, good for him. I mean, good for Henry. And, you know, I'm happy the song came out. The other one, Dominic Cruz and Phil Davis did pretty well, too, uh, as BTS. It was supposed to be Dominic, Phil Davis, and Angela Hill. That was the band. But I had a whole, like, chorus on Angela and her afro and this and that. She was going to sing, like, the hook. And as I'm driving there, within five minutes, Angela Hill texts me, my teammate got COVID, so I have to go get tested right now. So we, it was like the, the band was, went from three to two. <laughs> um, they broke not, up before. Yeah. They broke up I, before they even were officially a band. Well, right. And then Dominic walks in and he goes, listen, I don't get this. I don't find this funny. This is cringy. I don't want to be here. I'm like, uh, we're off to a great start, right? I I felt like <laughs> I really felt like I was coaching a sixth grader whose like mom was making him wrestle when I was directing him. Because I was like, listen, you're doing great. You've already won. Just give it your best shot. Try your hardest. Uh, and you know what, Dominic, he he wanted to step outside himself, do something different, and he did. And I give him a lot of credit. And uh, and by the way, and then this hot girl I know was a comic who's like. I mean, a really hot comic hit me up when he was wearing that wig. And she's like, who's your friend? Is he single? So uh, I like the, I'm like, bro, see, you're already getting the girls. And this wow. Yeah. <laughs> show you, women, women like you. You're like, you're, you're like, he's single, but we're still, still up there whether he's straight or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, but the thing about Dominic though, man, is that he tells you exactly how he feels. He's one of these guys that's like, if he doesn't like you, doesn't respect you, you'll know it within three seconds. Like, you got to give this dude props for being one of the people. There's no bullshit with that guy. How do you feel about his fight against uh, Casey Kenny? It's a good fight. I mean, I think that we're seeing a lot lately is these veterans out schooling the new guys. And I think maybe that's what's going to happen again because – I like Casey Kenny and, and he, he's awesome, but look what Anthony Pettis did to Morono. Look what, uh, look what some of these guys that like, I mean, look at wonder boy did the Jeff, Jeff Neal last week. Yeah. Like a lot of these guys that are con- guys off the contender, they're kind of pushing to the forefront. Uh, look at Cub Swanson did the Crone Gracie. It wasn't a contender guy, but like a lot of these, these veterans are sort of, they're just, they, they've been there. They've done that. Although, I mean, Aldo to Vera last week. Crazy. They, so then again, look what, you know, Jacare happened to Jacare to what's his name. So it's not exa- it's not like a foolproof thing. But, you know, these guys like Dominic Cruz and Jose Aldo, like they've been in there with the best guys, the very best guys in the world. And they at one point were the best guys in the world. So we'll see. I mean, what do you think, Sean? I don't think Cruz is done yet, man. I know he didn't look spectacular in his last one. But, uh, I mean, who all has beat him? You've got uh, Cody Garbrandt beat him. Um, I think right. favor way back today, but has anyone else beat him? I think uh, he's still like like twenty five and three in here or something. I think he's lost. Yeah. I mean, he's not. It's not like he's on a huge downslide like I was. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think he's done yet. So yeah, he, he's he's one of these guys. Also, that's like it's like his footwork 
it's just hard to get a guy like to, to emulate what he's going to do. Now, Casey Kennedy's an outstanding wrestler. He's, you know, he trains at the lab. He, he's really looked really good his last couple fights. So I don't know. That's a good fight though. That, that fight I'm interested in. And also the Frankie Edgar fight that just against, uh, what's his name? Just, um, Edgar versus, uh, yeah, what is, um, Corey Sanhagen, Corey Sanhagen. Ah, oh, man. I, I want Frankie to win. That's a tough one, though. Very tough. I hadn't even heard that. When did that get announced? That today? Like yesterday, I think. Right. Uh, so I, I want Frankie to win. That's a hard one. But if Frankie may be able to do what uh, Aljamain did to Sanhagen, just take him down and submit him. I mean, you know, Frankie's wrestling is really good. I mean, really good. He doesn't always use it. But uh, it's – I mean, look at the Cup Swanson. He just destroyed the first fight. He just, it was like, you know, 30, 25 almost. So, uh, so yeah, let's, uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'll tell you what annoyed me the other day. I I posted a video of me coaching wrestling, right? Sometimes I was just, I was doing these technique videos. And some people say, hey, man, thank you. A lot of jiu-jitsu guys thank me because they don't get, like, wrestling in a very basic, like, middle school wrestling. Because it's so basic that it doesn't get taught sometimes. Right. And uh, sometimes, like, you learn things at, like, level three, but you didn't learn level one and two. And I get a lot of people thanking me. But meanwhile, so Phil Baroni writes, you're doing it wrong. Or, like, that's not how I did a move. You know, and I, I just wasn't in the mood. Like, I was just having a rough day between my, like, my dog and my wife and my crypto being lost and yada, yada. I was just like, <laughs> I, I'm like, you're right, Phil. Uh, I should have had them all do a cycle beforehand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, but meanwhile, like Mike Pierce and Austin Vanderford and Chris Weidman, uh, Greg Jones, they all like say like, you know, great on the videos. And uh, look, I'm sure the technique isn't flawless. I'm sure that there's things I could be doing. You know, I'm not like spending 24 hours a day on my wrestling technique. I'm showing middle school kids kind of the basics. But one kid was like made a comment and he was like a wrestler. He's like a D, I don't know, D2, D3. And he's like, like laughing, laugh like emojis. So I, I felt like DMing him, like, "Hey, buddy, uh, maybe you could, you know, provide me with some insight." Blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm like mad, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I? Why am I mad about this?" This, I, say it out loud. I'm like, "What do I even care about?" Like, but he made a comment, and it, like, I've been coaching 12 years. My kids won. I got a kid that went D1. Like, I'm all like, I was a four-time prep school New England champion. I'm like ready to like fucking. Then I'm like, what? My wife is like, uh, how much TRT have you taken? Like, she's like, relax, you know, <laughs> like, like, what are you? And, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes this is this fucking quarantine is just, it, it's it hasn't broken me yet. But it, sometimes like my 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 bullshit meter is just, re- you know, I'm ready to sort of I don't know. Oh, yeah. Talk, talk to me, Sean. <laughs> What's up, people? The wait is finally over. Football is back. Look, you might not be at a game this year but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. I start off by wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline. Your online sports book experts. You're ready. You're ready to be like I am every day before the uh, virus. Online, 
Um, I actually got into it with a lady today because I, uh, a lady today, I, I posted, like, there's some pictures and videos out there where these politicians are obviously taking either fake shots or, like, I know a lot about taking shots. And, yeah. like, one of them, the guy has the, has the cap on still. When they, when they give him the shot, he obviously has the cap on it still. Like, I know what they, I, I have one of those needles. I know what it looks like. Yeah. And so I post a picture like, hey, that, that he didn't take the cap off that when he took that. Some lady's like, oh, you conspiracy theorists drive me crazy. I'm an ER nurse, blah, blah, blah. So I immediately go to her Facebook page and she's a nurse assistant uh, and apparently lifesaver. Um, but uh, I had to, I sent her because I'm banned from Facebook. I guess I'm done with Facebook. They just banned me for calling someone a retard who wasn't actually retarded. You know, like, I don't know, like, it's like. I don't know. So they banned me for that for 30 days. And I'm not like, I'm not much for being put in the corner, you know, um, put in your Hillary Swank joke there, but, uh, like I'm not much, you know, for being told what to just say or do. So, um, I, uh, I direct messaged her and told her, listen, lifesaver. Like I didn't, I didn't, cause she's like, this guy's an idiot. What a conspiracy theorist. And blah, blah, blah. I said, I didn't say it was that. I just said that particular needle. I know did they didn't take the cap off of it. And, and why is it every politician video I see is a needle I'm not familiar with. And she's like, well, how many shots have you given in your life? I'm like, myself, 20,000. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with 50 different needles. And I've never seen those style needles, you know, so maybe it's something new. But yeah, it's uh, I realized that when I moved now, I've got so much to do. I don't have any time to argue online. But I realized once I got down here, how much time I was really spending arguing online. And it was most of the day. Like it's, uh, I don't know. It was yeah, a waste. I always tell you, Sean, you're so funny. You're probably the funny person I know. Like you're hilarious. Well, we got to we got to like somehow channel it to a way to it can be effective <laughs> that it can work something, something constructive it can, it can work for you yeah yeah like i mean because you're such a funny person and and you're you're brilliant but sometimes you waste it on and like and look i'm i'm talking about i was about to dm a, a college wrestler to tell him that my technique against with 12 year olds was okay so i understand where you're coming from i i get <laughs> it and i'm not a Throwing stones. I just think that like you're hilarious. Your writing is exceptional, but maybe start a blog or this or that or, or, or like something where something where like it, it's not directed at one person, you know? Right. Because that's like your only audience. It's like if every day I just did my like, stand up comedy for one person, like right. like you know, which is actually a lot of times how it I was is. Things got great job. Right, exactly. Uh, but I talked to Mayhem in jail. We had a long conversation. Nice. Um, he he he. Uh, he's having a tough time because he got COVID. I guess the whole jail got COVID. He said for him it was just like the sniffles. He even it, it was nothing. But one of his cellmates died from it. He said. Um, but then now they have everybody. Sure he did. Yeah, sure. Sure, <laughs> that's what he died from. <laughs> I guess it was in the stab wounds. Uh, so, and it was, so he says he's locked down for 23 hours, 30 minutes. But he says when he comes out, if this is coming out in January, he wants to fight Jake Paul. So we have to get that fight going. He I said, feel like that could actually happen with mayhem. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that could legitimately happen. Yeah. I mean, he'd have to. I, right now, I give the I hate to say it, but I would tell mayhem that. I think Jake Paul might beat him. I mean, based on training, uh, I think Mayhem would beat Jake Paul with like a month of training, right, Sean? I mean, you're talking boxing or MMA? Boxing and MMA, man, would need no training, uh, yeah. but in, in, in boxing. Uh, yeah, I mean, man, I don't know. It's so hard to tell with Jake Paul because he's against such bad competition. Sometimes you can look like Ali against bad competition. Yeah. I made a career out of that for my first few years of fighting, but I look like a submission wizard. But um, yeah, sometimes you look great against that. It'll be interesting. I don't think Jake Paul's a pro-level boxer, but um, 
he looks pretty good for a guy that ain't been doing it that long, man. Like him and his brother both. They really do look pretty good. They, you can tell they're really training because they've got eye discipline. They've got, you know, the head move. they got a lot of stuff going for them, man. So, and I think they're super athletic to start with, which no matter what anybody says, really, really helps. People always – I played basketball in college, and our coaches used to tell us all the time, athleticism doesn't matter at all. That's 10% of the game. I'm like, then why is every great player super athletic? Is that just a coincidence? You know what right. I mean? Like every – when a guy can jump over you and dunk on you, it's a lot easier than, you know, like, uh, and they always bring up Larry Bird. I'm like, yeah, one guy ever that wasn't athletic was good. Like one guy in the history of the game. The guy who did nothing but take jump shots for the first, like, 20 years of his life, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, by the way, so, but I think Mayhem could beat him. I think Mayhem could beat him. I, I, I know Mayhem could beat him. He would have to take it seriously. I think he would take it seriously, too. I don't think he'd want to lose in front of the whole world. Because uh, I, I, Mayhem Miller versus Jake Paul – uh, if everyone's listening, spread that on Twitter, get that trending. Uh, Mayhem asked me to tell people to, to put that out there in the, in the universe. Uh, what so. should the hashtag be Mayhem versus Paul? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, do yeah. That. yeah. We'll start that. Um, by the way, so let's talk about wonder boy, Jeff Neal. Wonder boy is just one of those guys that, like I said, he's harder to pin down in a PS five. The, the guy is like, <laughs> wow. Like, nice current new trendy joke. Nice. So, I mean, he's one of those guys that like, if, if you don't knock him out, you're going to lose. It doesn't cause he, it's like, he, he's so good at defending takedowns and people can't close the distance. The only way people beat him, except for Woodley, uh, is to knock the guy out. That's the only way. And, and that's, that's guy that's a hard guy to beat is uh, a guy that you can't outstrike nor find a way to take down or s- even submit. He's never been submitted, Wonderboy. Uh, thoughts? We know- I mean, look at Anthony Pettis freaking knocked Wonderboy out with a Superman punch off the cage, right? That was amazing. Yeah. And yeah. so that just shows you how good Pettis still is. But um, I looked at this fight kind of like how uh, a lot of people were looking at Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. You have like this super high-level technical striker versus a dude who likes to brawl. But the difference between Paulo Costa and Jeff Neal is that Jeff Neal is a technical striker, like a technical brawler. So this fight kind of went exactly how I thought with my educated MMA uh, intelligence uh, but man, Wonder Boy is is he's a great fighter, but he's still in a sort of pickle situation with how the rankings are in 170. You know, it's like everybody in the top five has a fight. So who knows? I don't know where he goes from here. Also, I don't nobody know wants to fight him. Yeah, because, and also he doesn't excite people that well unless he lands like a spinning wheel kick. Like the fight that he won, as well, as much as people want to say, like the tweets were like, "Oh, this is impressive." It really wasn't firing people up. Like, nobody was like, oh, that was awesome. It was sort of just like, okay, this is, I I respect this, and I appreciate this, but I don't want to pay to see this. Sean? Yeah, Yeah, I think, man, uh, he were, I actually thought his career would go a lot like uh, Machida's, not just because of the karate guys, but Machida had everybody confused at first, and it was like, nobody will ever beat him. How's anybody going to beat that style? He can't take him down, can't outstrike him. And then once they seemed to figure it out, then he got lost several times in a row. And I thought, uh, I, I bet against Wonderboy the other night, not because I don't like him. I just thought he would lose. And uh, I lost, of course. But I thought he would be, I just thought he'd be done with the last couple of performances. Man, I thought he was on his way out. But some like him, Jose Aldo, some of them guys, like you said, man, some of the old school guys are coming back, man. And not that he's super old school, but he's been around for a while, you know. So it, uh, I don't know. It looks like the old dog has a few new tricks anyway, huh? I don't know. I think quarantine is also probably... Uh, not with Wonder Boy, with some of the older guys, has really uh, cut down on side chicks and side right. pussies. So maybe, <laughs> these guys are, maybe these guys are more focused uh, because they're less distracted. Um, 
how did you now, Sean? Were you ever single during your fights? Uh, I think always, uh, for the most part. Yeah, I don't remember ever having a girlfriend in a fight that I can remember. So I don't think uh, it's just too hard, man. That's what it's funny. Um, I was going to start dating somebody before one of my fights. I don't remember what, but or I started dating somebody, and one of my friends, Jeff Faberman, everybody knows him as Fabes on the underground. He's a longtime uh, MMA personality. No one knows how or why, but he's in on everything. Like, he knows everybody. Like he, he never fought. We don't know if he trains, but he knows everybody in MMA. But he, um, he told me one time we were somewhere and a couple of the ring card girls hit on me. Then one of the girls that worked there came up and gave me her number and all this different stuff. And I was like, oh, I've got a girlfriend. I was, I'm sorry, I got a girlfriend. And he told me that night. He goes, why would you ever have a girlfriend? I don't understand. He goes, why? Like right now, why of all times would you have one? He goes, who wants that temptation? And that, like, you know, that accountability where you got to call them, no, honey, I'm not going out tonight. I'm not this or that, you know. Um, but then you also realize it's, the grass is always greener no matter what you do. When you're single, you want to be married. When you're married, you want to be single. And then uh, no matter what anybody says, and this will make me sound super gay, um, but, dude, that lifestyle of just random girls all the time and stuff like that, it is a miserable way to live, man. Like, it is. It sounds crazy, but I've heard Mike Tyson say the same thing. Not that I was ever the whore on his scale, you know, anything like that, but like banging Japanese maids before his fights or things like that. But um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I just like that talking to five different girls at the same time, doing all that stuff. It's a terrible way to live, man. It gets old fast. It, it Unless does. you're taking a ton of testosterone, then it changes your mind at least uh, for a while. But. Now, I know that sometimes when I fight with Bomb really bad and I brought a girl to my show. And she'd want to hook up later or something, even to make me feel better. Like I just was even this, the whole time, even during sex, I'm mad about it or angry. I'm just never, it, it just got to me, you know? Um, sometimes if I killed really, really hard too, uh, the sex wasn't even as fun. Cause like the, the, the feeling of killing was actually better <laughs> than it was. I mean, the sex was great, but it, killing is like a whole bit. It's very like euphoric. Did you have that where like after you lost a fight, if a girl wanted to have sex, you just weren't into it? Uh, yeah, I didn't want to. I was embarrassed to even talk to anybody after I lost the fight. I, when I lost to Stephen Struve, it was the first time I ever lost. I didn't go to an after party I was being paid to go to. I actually sat in Stephen Struve's room and made him ate cake. He had birthday cake for some reason. It was the first time I touched a carb in a year. But uh, I sat in there. I was ashamed to even be at the hotel. Like, like as I'm thinking, no one's thinking that or probably not. But everywhere I walk, I'm thinking, they're thinking, hey, look, there's that real big dude that got his ass kicked. So... Then uh, I walk around for days with black eyes or, you know, like busted face up or stitches. And people are like, man, I'd hate to see the other guy. And I'm like, no, he was okay. He came out pretty, he came out pretty good on it. Like he didn't, he didn't have any marks on him at all. So I was unable to do any damage at all. But um, yeah, it, uh, I, man, I hate losing. I would always joke around and act like nothing bothered me. But man, I, uh, I cried like a baby every time I lost. Like I, it's humiliating to lose a fight, man. Like it, to me, anyway, I was super competitive. Even though I joked around, act like I didn't care all the time. Like it really bothered me. I can't believe you didn't get laid in Poland after being the, the strongest man. Like, yeah, no, I was too busy being the strong, the new world's strongest man, claiming to be. But uh, no, there was a girl that worked for ESPN over there that I pretty much chased the whole time, was hanging out with her uh, the entire time over there. And Jay Silva kept telling me, bro, you're wasting your time. That girl just wants to hang around you because she works for ESPN. Like she's just trying to get, you know what I mean, like famous or whatever. And uh, I couldn't even get a hug goodbye after hanging out with her for the entire week. All day, every day, all day, or night. She'd come to my hotel, hang out, or whatever. And I was like, well, I guess I'll see you never because I wasn't coming back to Poland, you know? And uh, yeah, she was like, okay, well, I just left or whatever. But I wasn't like pursuing her specifically for that. But you would think if she talks to you on Facebook for months leading up to you coming over there, you hang out with her. She went to the hospital with me when I dislocated my rib before the fight. Tom Erickson was nice enough to pop a rib out of socket of my spine two days before I fought Pujanowski the second time, like oh, just completely. God. 
he wanted to move around a little bit. I'm like, dude, I, I don't know. I'm kind of sore. I don't really want to. Next thing I know, he's uh, grabbing me in a collar tie and pulls my head and a, a rib pops out of joint. And so, um, like, I had to go. They couldn't put it back in. They just told me just to do my best, like, wrap it and do your best, you know, for the fight. So that was, uh, yeah, that was something else. Hold that thought for a second because I got some really, really good news, people. All right. The holidays this year are sure to pack a punch. And so will this weekend's UFC 256. As some of the sport's most respected fighters step into the limelight this weekend, check out DraftKings, an official partner of the UFC. How cool is that? Now, for this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. I can use a million bucks. I'm sure you can, okay? So, DraftKings, if you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA, it's so easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay underneath the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars, millions of dollars all week long. Now listen, if MMA is not for you, okay, and sometimes it isn't, all right, you're listening to this because you're with somebody else, or you just, I don't know, you like MMA podcasts, you like MMA, whatever your thing is, don't worry, okay? DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy contests for all of the sports that have returned to action. And there's lots of sports right now. How cool is that? Plus, don't forget about football season where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs every week of the season. Here's your call to action. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code ROASTED to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code ROASTED, okay, to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Check it out, people. Check it out. Well, a guy who's who, uh, doing his best, coming off a huge win, Louis Smolka. How are you, man? I'm not going anywhere. Hey, Adam. What's up, dude? What's going on, dude? How are you? I am pretty good. I'm just waking up, getting my day started. You're just—it's like twelve thirty. You're just waking up now. Yeah. All right. Good work. Good work, I'm man. I'm a piece of shit, bro. <laughs> Congrats on your last win, man. You know what? I always tell people like everyone talks about Chimaev or these other guys that look unbeatable. I'm like, well, I want to see what happens when they face adversity because that's when you know if somebody's a really good fighter or not when they can lose the first and come back in the second. And that is exactly what you did, man. Uh, that's was, what I always do. <laughs> I, was, I was so happy for you, man, that you were able to figure out what went wrong, what you can do, and come back. And went. How good did that feel, by the way? Uh, it felt pretty good, dude. I was pretty hyped. Um, we did it like kind of according to game plan. Like We kind of knew he'd move around, bounce around a lot, did some training with Dominic Cruz and stuff. I think he played soccer, too. Um, so like he's got like a lot of bouncy footwork and stuff. Hi, Lucy. What's up? You just waking up too? Okay, okay, honey. Don't, don't trip over it again, okay? Okay. All right, okay. Um, yeah, sorry. So like he, he, he trained with Dominic Cruz and uh like um he, he's got like a soccer background, so he moves around a lot and like we kinda noticed that he did slow down after the first round. So we know we knew he'd come out like move around a lot, bounce around. Um, I thought he was going to come out southpaw, though. That kind of threw me off. Um, he was usually running, like, the mirrored stances, like, 
So he fought like Carlos Washington or however you say his name. That dude is a shorter southpaw. Teco fought him primarily orthodox. Then he fought uh, Joey Gomez, who's like a taller, lanky uh, orthodox fighter. And he fought him primarily southpaw. So like we just assumed he just liked to run mirrored stances against people. So I thought he would come out southpaw against me. But yeah, like it was a little confusing, but you know, we, we, we figured it out and I was pretty hyped, dude. It was crazy. Did you, did you watch the replay? Yeah. What's crazy is that like while you were submitting them, uh, the, the announcer would talk about something else. They were like, yeah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, on the screen, you took the guy down and you're choking the guy out. I'm like, hey, guys, why don't we talk about the fact that this guy's about to win a fight? I mean, wasn't that kind of weird? Yeah, they're over there talking about body shots. I don't know, man. They were just off on this tangent. I don't know if they knew what was happening. It, it happened pretty quickly. I grabbed him, threw him, and went straight to mount. And, like, I don't know if they realized exactly what happened. Yeah. I'm like, uh, hello, the fight's over, and you guys are talking about, like, body shots for the first round. It was, it was, it was crazy. Uh, but I was, I was super happy for you, man. Uh, by the way, it's nice seeing you, because I, I, I knew you back in the day when you were, like, this wild – single wild man and it, it's so nice to see you as this family guy uh you know you're you're like always plugging these like waters and you got the little baby and you i remember your wife was a a battle rapper when i met her uh yeah. and, and now she's she's like a hawaiian tropic model and, and and now she's she's a family woman it's nice that you guys have evolved into this like beautiful family yeah man that's life dude everybody gets older times change does she still ever battle rap for you or no? No, she doesn't. She's got some bars. She like writes and will like pull it out every now and again, but not not in the actual battle rapping. Like I'll try and rhyme at her sometimes and she'll just get mad at me. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about some of the fights last week. Did you watch the uh, Aldo versus Vera fight? Yeah. You train with Vera, right? Yeah, yeah. I train with Cheeto. Uh, what did you think of that fight? Um... Man, I thought Aldo just found the timing first. Like, Cheeto was doing good. He, I think he won the second. Um, it was just it, – it, it, Aldo found his timing fast, dude. Aldo is really good. Can't take anything away from the guy. Um, just adjust next time. One thing that I thought was wild was that he crossed his feet when he was in the turtle position, like, standing. I thought that was wild. I'd never like, I'd never seen anybody use that. Cause like, you know, how most people will shake you to like unsecure the hooks. He crossed his feet on the back to like secure it better. I'd never even seen anybody. I don't think I've seen anybody do that before. That was wild. Yeah. Now, I mean, uh, I know we, we got a little girl here, but what do you think about Vera's at the end uh, gestures? Uh, uh, that was a little, I mean, it seemed like it was a little strange, right? Yeah, dude. No, he he's just he's probably frustrated, man. That guy works super hard. He's always trying to win, you know. Um, he put that guy works really, really hard. He's constantly doing something. He trains smart, but like he puts all his like energy into it. That's all he thinks about is is like how can I get better? How can I like what's the next thing that I can do? Where do I need to improve? So like I, I could see him being a little bit frustrated from that. Sean, is that what you thought about when you were fighting? How can I get better? Uh, no, I was thinking, how how can I get less tired? That's all I was thinking the whole time, entire fight. Like, uh, how can I get uh, the next breath? Because I would uh, I would be exhausted. I found out no matter what kind of shape I was in, I was exhausted two minutes in no matter what. So it didn't matter. Well, let's talk about Greg Hardy. Greg can fight for all two minutes. So that, that brings me to Greg Hardy, right? Because everyone's now jumping off the Greg Hardy bandwagon. 
saying he has no jujitsu game. No, I'm like, the guy was exhausted. When you're exhausted, I feel like all your games go out, whether it's wrestling, jujitsu, boxing. When you're like that tired, it just doesn't, it doesn't matter how good you are. You can't do anything. How do you, if you're, if you're Greg Hardy's coach, how do you get him to not gas himself out after the first round? Smoka. Um, cardio is a skill, man. You got to like kind of reserve. You always got to keep a little something in the tank so that you know you can move again and breathe. You can't just go for broke. It's not football, man. You can't go for broke and then they'll give you like 10 seconds to recover. You know, you got to you got to kind of leave a little bit in the tank so you still can make another move. You can always like do something else. I don't even know if Greg Hardy even trains on the ground. I'm going to be honest, dude. I don't even know if he watches MMA, like, in his own time. Like, I'm going to be honest, bro. He's over here, dude. He needs somebody on the ground. He's over here using an inhaler, like, between rounds. Like, that's stuff he can't do, man. Like, has he gone? Has he watched, like, the old footage, you know, the archives? Has he gone through UFC 1 through, like, 200 fucking 50 or wherever we're at right now? Like, has he done all the work? Has he followed it? I don't think he has. I don't think he knows what's going on. I, I swear to you, I don't. I think he's just like, yeah, I can hit hard. I can go out there. I can punch these guys. I'm an athlete. And that's, like, as far as he's thought it through. Like, like, I'm, like that, that's the impression I get. Sean? Yeah, I uh, – man, the, one of the best things that ever happened to me, even though my coach ripped me off for a bunch of money, um, the jiu-jitsu guy I started with, the Brazilian guy, he always made me start on my back in every situation, even against more experienced or bigger guys or – whatever. And he said that you'll always be okay on top. It's when you're on bottom, that you're gonna have a problem. You know, he said, that's the thing. And I always start on bottom. So I got to the point where I was almost more comfortable fighting from my back uh, or at least grappling from my back than I was on top because I spent so much time there. But um, I think the guys, everybody wants to be the hammer, but nobody wants to be the nail. You know, that's where you run in with Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. sparring with guys. Uh, I know somebody, I don't want to reveal his name, but it was Pat Barry uh, told me <laughs> that they went and, uh, they told him, hey, I uh, only go 20% with Brock. We want to build his confidence. And Pat's like, that ain't going to do him any favors. But he gets in there with somebody who's trying to hit him for real, you know? And they're like, so Brock's beating him up and sparring. They're paying Barry to spar with him. But Brock's beating him up, thinking he's a world-class striker because Pat's going, you know, a quarter speed. So um, that's uh, a lot of guys don't like to take the, the beating and don't like to. A lot of guys, like uh, he was saying, don't uh, – they just find out they're big, athletic, and uh, can make some money doing it so they don't really uh, – weren't necessarily fans – or weren't necessarily even wanting to do it. Uh, Matt Betrion always said he was never a fan of UFC. He didn't care at all. He just found out he was pretty good at fighting naturally. So he, it's better than uh, working a job. So, but he lives with like I, I think that Dean Thomas opened up his own fighting house. That's like the real world for fighting. I'm not in like Florida with like <laughs> Billy Robertson and uh, and Greg Hardy and a bunch and a bunch of I think Shorty Torres. These guys all live there. I mean, he obviously like. His coaches aren't going to let him go out there if he has, doesn't know what he's doing on the ground. I mean, I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, so, I don't know. It, it, it did look like that, though. I, I'm not – Smoka, you're right. It did look like that. I, I can't believe that, that that would happen, though. But it did absolutely kind of look What's like What's crazy that. with Greg Hardy is he makes – about $200,000 per fight in the UFC. And he's like a prelim fighter. And I know the UFC is coming out with a bunch of cuts by the end of the year. I don't think they're going to cut Greg Hardy because he's a big name, but it's just very interesting that, you know, he's making that much money and he's not that great of a fighter in the first place. He's a great knockout fighter. You know, if he get if he knocks you out in the first round, but it's very interesting. And I, I can't believe they had him as a favorite against Marcin Tybura, dude. I want some money on that fight. But I don't know. Very interesting. You know what? I, so I give him credit though because he lost and he said, "Listen, 
you know, I'm like new to this game. I got a lot of learning to do. I have to go back to the lab. Whereas like Jeff Neal, who I like Jeff Neal, but he said, I'm not going to make excuses. Wonder Boy for a great fight. But I came in here with this and that and this and that and all these things wrong with me. Like, look, I understand that a lot of times fighters say that to themselves. And that's why they're, they say that because they can't deal with losing. And it's almost like you're telling that to yourself. And I could do that all day, too. I go, well, I, I bombed because look, the crowd sucked. They didn't speak English. None of them knew who I was, whatever. The guy before me was too loud. They wanted clean jokes. It's, I went on first. I could give a hundred reasons. At the end of the day, though, it's like my job is to, is to kill. And their job is to win. And I don't think you're doing anyone any favors by telling people why you lost as opposed to just, you know, keep it moving. I mean, Lewis, is that what you do whenever you lose? Um it's a little bit of both, you know, like you got to kind of like figure out really why did I lose and like make the adjustment. And, but like, it, you can't like just sit there and blame the whole thing. Cause like, like you shouldn't blame it on like, Oh, injuries or this and that. Cause if you're that fucked up, then you shouldn't fight. You know, if you didn't really have a good game plan or you couldn't come in there and like actually execute something, you probably shouldn't fight. But at the same, I don't know. At the same time, some people need money. I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know, dude. Like I'm not in. I'm not in his position. But for me personally, I try to like assess it in two ways. Like I'll do the mental gymnastics thing and tell myself like I'm the man. But like at the same time, you do need to make technical adjustments if you lose. Right. 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 Why are Hawaii? I always liked the, uh, the way Cain Velasquez handled it. Like when he fought Junior Santos the first time, he had a torn ACL and MCL or something like that. And Cain got mad that anyone let that out of the gym. He said, I shouldn't have been in there if I wasn't healthy to fight, you know? And then he gets knocked out by Nganu. Everybody thought he tore his knee. He goes, no, I was out. Like Cain is the manliest man ever, you know, like, or whatever. Like he just admits it and doesn't, doesn't make excuses. So, I used to think he was unbeatable. And then uh, like we were talking about cardio earlier when he lost to Verdum, uh, on cardio or whatever, um, it just uh, showed uh, what how good how much cardio is important, you know, in fights. But yeah, Kane is not an excuse maker, man. That dude, I, to me, I think still the best heavyweight to ever do it in his prime. So, so who's more of a man, Kane or Don Fry? Oh God, man! <laughs> I think the universe would implode if we had that contest. I don't know. I don't think you could. I don't think it's like when an unstoppable force hits Don Fry's mustache. Like, like, like if somehow they figured out a way to have like people, you know, men and men that have babies, they got to breed those two because yeah, that, so. that, that, that kid will just be like, either that kid will be the, either the most feminine person ever or just the most masculine. It's gonna be the, you know. <laughs> he'd, re- he'd rebel, he'd rebel and be super feminine and, and clean shaven. That was one of the funniest yeah, jokes just I've ever heard. As hell. He's just jacked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the funniest jokes I ever heard was when uh, Damon Wayans talked about how. He's like, you know, Magic Johnson has like, his son is like super gay, like just like beyond, you know, and he's like, it must have been hard because Magic is like this manly guy, manly man guy. And he, he would say things like, if he had a party, he'd be like, hey, you know, I'm Magic. And his son would be like, and I'm voila. <laughs> Dude, there was this kid in my, like at my school, I used to go back and help with wrestling, right? And this kid was the wrestling coach's son. And he was like, like, like this big Samoan kid, but he was pretty, like, he was pretty yeah. gay, but he would fuck people up, dude. He was like a heavyweight. <laughs> he was just wrecking people, like doing like these twirls around them and throwing them. 
Wouldn't make grades though. Would not make grades. But like, like the tournaments they let him in, he was just crushing people. It was wild. <laughs> I, I know. I know. There's like gay boxers. I, I, I think there's. I, there hasn't been like an out out you MMA fighter. I think there had. I think there isn't. I think there was a gay MMA fighter from Canada. Somebody DM me, but like somebody who's like just beyond. Because that would be. We hilarious. actually had one at my old gym too. We had one that like um he ended up like coming over or whatever. He left like another gym and ended up at ours, but. Yeah, dude, we we actually had like an outwardly gay, like like an openly gay MMA fighter. That'd be awesome. I, the I, first one I ever heard about was uh, I think he's from Colorado originally. He was on like Tough Tip. I think his name was like Schwab, Brandon Schwab, or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Like it was, Look, there's I nothing know. wrong. Like nothing wrong. I think I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great for gay people and great for the sport. Uh, I think it would be great for everything because most sports. So, yeah, I think I think it'd be awesome. I'm I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, yeah, would you so, want to fight that guy? Who cares? Who's a fuck? I don't want to fight anybody. <laughs> that that <laughs> one fighter who won via slam, uh, he's pretty close. Who did the, like the dirty dancing thing at the end? Oh yeah, that guy. Right, that guy's awesome. The monkey god or something. Yeah, I'm trying that. to find his name. I forgot. It's like yeah, the guy. Yeah, um, the guy just splits. What about stuff. what about Dakota Cochran? He was on the Ultimate Fighter or something. for a yeah, little but bit. He wasn't gay. Got, just for me. Yeah, he was just gay for pay. Uh, he's in um. Yeah, he's uh, he's in. By the way, that guy Dakota is four and zero in bare knuckle boxing, and he's yeah, he fight, man. He's not. He he knocked out Johnny Hendricks. He beat Chris Lieben. He's fucking everybody up in bare knuckle boxing. Like he, like that's his fuck. Like that. He's like the Michael Jordan of bare knuckle boxing right now. Uh, nobody right. knows. Like, good for Dakota. He actually came on the podcast and asked me to not bring up the gay porn past. And I, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. He did. I, I was like, I was like, absolutely, man. I'm not gonna. First of all, uh, like, I only, I was making jokes about it when it was going on. I'm not gonna make jokes about ten. I mean, it was kind of funny. I mean, just you know, the rear naked choke. There's all kinds of just like the subtle. Uh, that's like uh, that's like doing an interview with OJ Simpson. Say you're not gonna bring up that whole murder thing, are you? No, I, I think it's a little different. Uh, I was like, <laughs> hey, I'll, you know. Uh, you know, you said he's the Michael Jordan of bare knuckle boxing. People have often called me the Michael Jordan of having my father murdered at a highway rest stop. That's, that's, this, this, this podcast is taking a weird turn. Uh, so it's a, a very, a very, a very strange turn. Uh, on a anyway. All right, we're talking about uh, Anthony Pettis. By the way, another guy. These, these these veterans are turning back the clock. They're not ready for Bellator yet. They're like, fuck it. They're like, they're like. They're staying in the house. They're not ready to get kicked out. And uh, Pettis looks great against everyone who's not ranked. Everybody like who's like f- five and over, even rank five. He's he's kills them. And then he kind of has struggles against like the top three, four guys. But uh, he said he quit marijuana and he quit drinking, and uh, it really showed because uh, damn. Like, he, looked, he looked more ripped, like, honestly, like, the first two times at, like, at once, or maybe three times at 170, he had a little, like, yeah, a little pudge, and then now uh, this time he was kind of more ripped. Yeah, no, he looked better. He looked uh, good for Pettis, man. He's always a, a class act, that guy. Uh, and then Darren Wynn, that guy should be fighting at 125. I mean, he's, like, five, he's, like, 4'11", but he's a monster. I mean, he's a monster wrestler. But meanwhile, he, you can tell he's Cormier's boy because he was clearly getting the shipping out of him in round one. And then the Cormier's like, it's a pretty close round. I'm like, no, it was not a close round, dude. That's like, that's your friend. Like, come on, man. Like, let's let's call. What are we talking about here? But he came back and won. He looked great. Uh, 
good for him. I hope he just beats everybody in that division because can you imagine him versus uh, Israel Adesanya? Freaking six foot ten Israel Adesanya versus three foot Duran Wynn. That'd be amazing. He keeps getting shorter throughout this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, could we imagine like uh, Adesanya versus Sperm? Fucking anyway. So, um, <laughs> by the way, Jillian Robertson. I like Jillian. She's kind of hot. Like if you look at her Instagram, she's she's. You probably just like the red hair. You're probably into redheads. Me? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, but she's but she's not bad. She's, okay, she's, not, uh, she's you know she's a hottie. She's not Hawaiian hot, but she's hot. Uh, so by the way, is your wife Hawaiian? No, she's Japanese and Okinawan, oh. which is the same thing. Just don't tell her that. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's like that's like oh no, she's American and and uh, Michigan. But yeah. that, that's Japanese and Okinawan. You, you really is that how she goes? Yeah. But you guys met in Hawaii. Yeah. Nice. What what, what was you doing there? Uh, we both grew up there. She's like fourth generation um from Hawaii, and then. I'm like first, so like my parent, my mom is from Japan and my dad is from Utah. My dad is like the whitest white guy thing ever and went to go teach English in Japan and came back with my mom. Dude, like those uh, guys who go to teach English in China and Japan, they clean house out there. They have the hottest Asian women. I like uh, that's a that's a really good if you feel like a five or a six in America, teach English in Japan uh, because you'll get a girl way out of your league. Uh, Wean dog, this hope for you. Did you just call his dad a five or a six? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, but hey, but he's getting it though. Of course, I'm proud of him, man. I'm proud of my dad. (laughs) Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. Uh, so good, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But, but, you know, what's gonna happen with your girl Rachel Ostevich? I don't know. Um, Bellator, bare knuckle, fight page. I don't know. I, I like I hope, that. I don't like bare knuckle for her. I don't want these girls that are smoking hot to go bare knuckle. I just, I, I mean, I don't know. Call them, I, I'm like, but I asked Paige about that. She's and about her boyfriend, her husband. They said that women don't hit that hard in bare knuckle. That actually, uh, she's not worried because there's been like no knockouts for the females. Like a female's never been knocked Bro, out. Yeah, she's so gonna stand there and just get false, dude. Man, I don't know. Yeah, the, and, and like the, the exposed knuckles, I feel like they cut worse than the gloves. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what's messing them up. Like is the, is like the is the sharp parts of the knuckles. I I agree. I agree. Anybody that says women don't hit that hard bare knuckle have not been hit by the same women I have been. <laughs> I've been punched by my last five girlfriends. So, <laughs> what, what what about your current girlfriend? Uh, she hasn't hit me yet, but I'm sure it's coming. It, uh, apparently like I can be really irritating in uh, arguments and I don't like, I can make typically nonviolent women pretty violent. So, um, yeah, she hasn't hit me yet, but I know it's coming. I'm sure I'm going to say something that's going to push her over the edge at some point. So I had a, my, maybe I'll call her dad at four or five. So my, 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 uh, my wife threw a sandwich at me one time, like at my head. And then, um, and then later I was like, uh, I texted her, did you eat that sandwich you threw at my head? And then like, but I, I kept making it worse. Like, you know, I could have died. And like, I found like articles, of people who like died from food being thrown at them. So it's like, so like just people like, like I said, maybe like tried to kill me. Like just exaggerated the fuck out of it. Just a, you know, guilt tripper. Uh, uh, did your wife ever throw anything at you, Lewis? Mm. Babe, what do you want me to say here? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, she she hasn't really thrown anything at me like seriously. Like she'll get annoyed with me because I mean I am annoying. And yeah. she'll like throw stuff at but not not like serious now. Yeah. Wean dog, your your girl? No way, dude. She shoots me with nerf guns, but that's about it. Uh, that's 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 normal. Yeah. All right. So uh did you watch <laughs> did you watch the mission underground? I did. You guys watch it? Yep. It was interesting no, with Chael. I don't, I don't <laughs> like Cowboy beat RDA. Yeah. So it was so, first of all, Chael does a great job being the only commentator. Like, man, that guy can talk. Uh, but first they had Anthony Johnson versus Bader and Bader overpowered him. I don't know what Bader's been taking, but Johnson needs to get on whatever he's on because Bader was bullying Johnson around, which was crazy. And then Bader won, which I look, I'm still not crazy about it because it's like they all go to every fight goes to overtime and whoever escapes the quickest wins usually, which I'm not, it just seems a little weird. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, everyone's like now Bader and Anthony are even, I'm like, let's slow down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> let's okay. A guy knocks you out in 10 seconds <laughs> for money, uh, in the UFC. <laughs> It's not the same as winning in submission underground by escape, by quicker escape. Let, let's let's calm down. Like, yeah. I mean, what one one? Like, really, guys? We're really gonna say that with a straight face? But like, why don't we just have checker play checkers to do the fucking the, 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 like and see who wins that, and then whoever wins in checkers again. Come on. Hey, dude, I was trying to, when I was at 25, I was trying to play Demetrius Johnson in the UFC game for the longest time. And I was going to be like, yep, that's going to be my first, like, little mental victory. I'm going to get that one little one, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the chink in the armor. <laughs> that's hilarious. That is hilarious. It's a, it's a kind of a shame that they traded Johnson for, for Ben Askren. Uh, nothing against Ben Askren, but Johnson, like, I feel like he's competing kind of wasted in 1FC. Like, you that- know... Ben made more money getting knocked out by Masvidal. He made more money for the UFC doing that than DJ made his whole career. Now, he made money for the UFC. Yeah, made money, made more money for the UFC. Oh, by having yeah, by having that, yeah, yeah. No, and then creating Masvidal into the star that he is, that's generated more revenue than probably DJ has his whole career. Honestly. I can't believe how good of a sport Ben is. By the way, for the, UF, for the MMA awards, we, we, we couldn't film it because I did that. You see the video I did with Cringe Ass Henry? You watch it? I can't watch those, dude. I can't. Look no, watch this one. I can't watch it. I, watch, can't, no. I can't do it. It's a music video. Is it a I wedding? know it is. I've seen it everywhere. It's been everywhere for like the past three days. And you haven't seen it? I wrote it. I won't. Come on. I'm not watching this. I wrote it. Come on, dude. All right, all right, all right. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> But what I wanted to do was I wanted to have Ben Askren as uh, the guy, you know, that guy who's drinking cranberry juice while he's like singing Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. So I wanted to have Askren do it. And all of a sudden he gets flying knee out of nowhere. <laughs> that was, that was my other idea. Should have Cub Swanson do it. You wouldn't have been able to tell the difference from the original video. But Cub already did it. Like Cub actually. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. 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 He yeah. I just thought Ashton getting all of a sudden he's doing it, and then all of a sudden a flat, you know, he gets, but we couldn't get to Wisconsin because of COVID, the whole thing. So I, you, I can't believe you can't watch. Your girl was a battle rapper, but you can't watch my. I'm not watching cringy ass. Dude, I can't, <laughs> I can't take anything Sehudo does seriously. Like, why don't you it's like just, It's the weirdest thing, dude. He's such a weirdo, bro. He's just like, he's been an <laughs> Olympic guy for so long. 
So he's like appealing to like like he's got to keep it PC and all that or like PG thirteen or whatever. But God, it's annoying. I think you'll like this one though. This will change your mind on him. Trust me. Uh, all right. Why does he? I got bars. You got bars. You Dude, I got, more, I got more bars than uh, War Machine. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So it got announced that uh, Mackenzie Dern is taking on Nina and Saroff. Uh. Oh yeah. But by the way, so back that. So Cowboy beats RDA, and he he tapped kind of. He wouldn't want anyway. And then next thing I know, three minutes later, they're like, oh. They went to the judges. They're replaying the overtime because it was a bad officiating. They did it again. And then he tapped him even quicker. <laughs> like, like, the whole thing was fucking bizarre. Like, super bizarre. They should so do that in MMA, dude. Just restart the fight after, like, a couple fights happen. But, I mean, you got to factor in that sometimes the refs make bad decisions. You don't just, like, get to the do-overs. Um, so, Mackenzie Dern taking on Nina and Saroff. Nina just had a baby with Nunez. I don't know how that worked out or how, what the math was there or the science, but great. Uh, it's a I miracle. Mean, uh, so the same way that uh, Don Fry and Cain Velasquez worked. <laughs> the same, just inverted. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I, but I think Nina, Nina gave birth. Like Nina was right was the one yep. that. Yep. So she's she's uh, fighting Mackenzie Dern. She looked great her last couple of fights, even against Tatiana Suarez. She gave Tatiana a toughest fight to date. Actually won the third round, I thought. Um, who wins? Mackenzie Dern or Nina Ansaroff? Dern all day. Dern. Dern, why? She's got a lot of weapons, man. She just she's got long arms. She's got a hard body type to fight. She's top heavy and has grappling. It's it's a hard body type to fight. It's gonna take Somebody with really good striking and good takedown defense or just like a really good top game. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, and then they announced that Nunez is fighting Megan Anderson. Um, I, I like Megan, but I think Nunez has more weapons. I, yeah. I, you know, it's she's just good everywhere. I think I think uh, I gotta punch Yeah, her. I don't see her being able to stop the wrestling, the the takedowns. Dude, she took down what's it called? Um, she took down Valentina, man. I was I was so pissed because I was hyping Valentina so hard to everybody in this one bar the first time they fought. I was like, yeah, dude, Valentina's the shit, bro. She's gonna come over and fuck everybody up. And then fucking Amanda took her down with that leg trip like thing, like that little leg lasso, like fucking ate her. And just like, God damn it. Yeah. By the way, so being, from Hawaii, being Hawaii, I know you're a BJ Penn fan. I like BJ Penn. He came to my show a couple months ago. How's he doing? You talk to him? How's he doing? Um, I don't know. I, I haven't talked to him in a while. I, I would hope that he's doing good. Um, probably just chilling. I don't know. Did, didn't he move? Isn't he in California? They seem to like move him to California every now and then. Like just change up the scenery. Maybe I don't know. I think I'd be good for him. I think he's like the king of Hawaii, right? Isn't he like? He's he's yeah, like they like. So I went to his gym and trained. They like run an entire island basically, in uh in Hilo. Like so, like the big island. Like they they they're like the mayors of of Hilo. Like they they own a ton of property and like they have like a street with all their houses on like a hill and like it's all super nice houses. They have like all these like, yeah, dude. Like it, it's crazy. They're gonna make one of the houses like a like a BJ Penn museum. I think like his mom was telling me that like one time when I went up there, I was like. Oh, what? A BJ Penn Museum? Wow. They have, like, all the fight, Dude, they have, like, all this, like, 
like every house or like I only went into two of the houses though, but they all have like fight memorabilia and shorts and there's like random like sprawl like like tons of like sprawl shorts just still in the packages and like like fight gloves everywhere. Just like yeah, dude, it's crazy. That's awesome. Good man. I want to go to the Big Head Museum. It sounds like a fun time. Field trip. Sean, <laughs> Sean, what are you doing, Sean, right now? What am I doing? I feel like you're on like a four-day bender. Like every time we do a podcast by the last five minutes. I, it's like it's like an intervention. I feel like people are gonna. No, I've been holding the, I've been holding my uh, phone this entire time, so I couldn't find my mic stand. So I've, my arms are falling asleep as I'm holding <laughs> my phone, keeping steady. So yeah, it's uh, I could. That's why I was late getting on podcast. I couldn't find. I don't know what happened to my. I think my girlfriend moved it. Can't find my mic stand anywhere. So I've just been holding my phone this whole time. So all right, well we're gonna wrap up, Lewis. Uh, who do you want to fight next? Mm, I have no idea. I haven't even done anything. I've done no research. I've been doing financial stuff for like the past three days because then the fiscal year is coming and I am trying to um, be smart about my finances. Who are you? What's going on? This The, the old Louis Mocha was, was crazy. <laughs> you were like, like you partying and running around. With, like, it was crazy. It was madness. Now your fiscal year. Yeah, what? bro. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it's actually called, but I know that I got up until like January 15th to like do some things. Good. Make Good. some contributions to my Roth by the, way, by the way, you, uh, I asked you about that, that, that bump box. You know, and I know that you like, I got one for my gym, for my gym. It is amazing. That is the, you, you turn out this thing called the bump box. I'm not, I don't mind if it gets paid for this. It's like a radio. It's like an old school radio and it looks fly as hell. And uh, that's how old school. Look right here. This thing is so loud. So, Bro, it's got a sub in the back. Like, look at this. It has a sub built in. Like, I'm telling you, that is what the best investment I made. It's like $200. And just, like, even my neighbors can hear it. Then you also have, like, don't you have some kind of bakery or you deliver kind of, uh, your wife has a. I yeah, my wife makes cookies, dude. She based, like, so we live in Orange County right now. And it's very bougie out here. You know what I mean? It's all about status. So she designs like decorative sugar cookies for like kids parties for like rich people. Nice. That's all. Yeah, and they, 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 they pay her like a pretty good amount to like, to make art for them, for their kids parties. Wow. Well, all right. That's cool. Now, do you guys live out to uh, LA to Hollywood or no? Mm, like we went a couple of times, but I'm not trying to sit in that traffic. That shit sucks. <laughs> Yes. Got it. Got it. And then, what is this crush energy that, that you have? Is uh, that like energy. is that like bangs? Like are you guys uh, like going up? Bro, I don't even know, dude. It's like I don't know. It's like USADA unapproved, unofficial. Like they got like meth in here. Like I don't know, dude. But 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 you but you <laughs> No, I haven't even drank this one. That's what they were telling me. They're like, don't drink it. Just take the picture. Like, don't drink it. I was like, oh, fuck. That's we'll always that. good. <laughs> when they tell you, don't consume our product. Just promote it. Now, it says Mr. Bro, you know, you know that's the fire right there. You know you drink that stuff and you, like, see sounds. Now, it says mystery flavor? <laughs> yep. So you don't even know what flavor it is? <laughs> I have no idea, dude. I just liked it because the can was white. I was like, yeah, sure. I got some clothes that match this. That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, because I, I see you all the time, and you have like CBD as well, right? Yeah, I'm like Miss Mary Jane's. It's around here somewhere. But yeah, like yeah, they they have some they have some good drink mix, dude. That's what I drink before my fights because I get real nervous, and like I start getting scared and stuff. My heart rate starts like like I wake up fight day, and I feel like my heart is doing this. 
And so I'll take the drink mix and I'll like, it's not perfect, but I'm like, okay, I can survive now. Got it. Like Got heart it. rate slows down almost instantly. I love it. Well, listen, Sean, I don't want you to uh, fucking have a, a seizure here. Uh, all right, Miss Mary Jane, like it. <laughs> so we hey, don't, I was just thinking to... earlier, real yeah, quick but... before you end this, I was thinking, you know, you were asking what happened to Luis, you know, like he used to be wild, this and that. And I was thinking, you know, sometimes in life, man, it's funny. You get a little bit older, you get married, you have kids, you find out your dad's a five or six instead of a nine or ten, like you thought your whole life, and <laughs> then you start to change. So, so I was thinking for the last five minutes. You're like, bro, bro, these good looks aren't forever, man. Like, oh, dude, life right. comes at you quick. You start having to make some long-term decisions. Right. I'm with it. I'm with it. So, oh, uh, all right, Wingdog, what do you have coming up? Come follow my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash weendog. By the way, people just come to my stream just to talk about how much they love Sean McCorkle. It's hilarious. They say he's the funniest <laughs> guy right. alive. Yes. That's he serious. Was, he is the funniest guy. McCorkle, what do you have coming up? Uh, I'm going to try not to shoot any more meth heads at my property and uh, going to try to install a iron gate with zero experience, like an electronic iron gate, uh, because the lady I called to do it made me mad because she answered the phone, hello. And acted like I was the idiot, like, like, hello. I'm like, you guys install gates? Uh, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then it was just really weird. So I decided I'm going to do it myself. I'm sure it'll turn out wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Smoker, what do you have coming up? Anything, anything you want to promote? Um, no, man. I promote myself, my Twitch stream, I guess. Come see me last Samurai UFC on Twitch. Um, I will have that up and running probably within the next day or two. Got it. And next week on the UFC Fight Pass, my comedy special comes out. So make sure uh, you watch. Oh, that's right. I have a, uh, an hour stand-up comedy special on UFC Fight Pass. Make sure you guys watch it. Uh, Lewis, please watch that cringe-ass Henry video uh, just to make you annoyed. All right, uh, I'll retweet it. I'll, I'll go on Twitter. I'll retweet it right now. I'll do it right Thank now. You. Thank you very much. Take care, guys. You guys are the best. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you, brother. Take care. <laughs>